Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Your attention, please. Welcome to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Rob and Dave, once again, episode 8. Yeah, it's unsettling a little bit, you know. Top of the hot as balls afternoon. You didn't pee your bees today. Pee your bees? Is that almost like, um... Pee your bees. Oh, boy. Maybe we can go ahead and look that up on our new widescreen where we have the old show prep set up, huh? Huh? Looks nice, right? We're very high tech. Oh, yeah. Pretty soon production. Lou? Take our word for it. (laughs) Maybe we can start an Instagram account. Put one picture up there. Hey, this is the studio. (laughs) So how the hell are you, dude? You're doing good? I'm doing good. You had a good week? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's good. (laughs) Much like the... uh, <clears throat> Hockey news uh, this week. It's going and no wrestler died again two weeks in a row. So you know what? Since we brought it to the forefront, we're continuing on that that bit that a that a famous radio you know duo kind of put together. And so you know, fourteen days. Hey, listen. Hopefully the clock just keeps going and the battery doesn't run out. We don't have to restart it. So here we go with the uh, the uh, the off the off the top of the show stuff right the hockey news with the z things working this week the what tv sound (laughs) if i had add i tell you i don't know i have to double up the riddling wait breaking news eric carlson rumors have surfaced 
have heated up. Yes, somebody decided to throw a cigarette out in the uh, California forest and a fire started. Perhaps Vancouver? Yeah. <laughs> he came out, and then like a report came out that he's like, I will not re-sign with any Canadian team. And you can't blame the guy. The guy has played his whole career in Ottawa. Why would you go to a rebuilding Vancouver when you could just stay with a rebuilding Ottawa? Right. Why would he go to Montreal or Toronto, which would be putting yourself into the barrel of the gun as far as pressure? Right. Um, as if there's not enough pressure with like the top like 12 people on that team. Edmonton, I don't know if they'd be able to afford him or be able to have the assets to give up to them. Calgary is a uh, Calgary. Winnipeg has the assets to give up, but I just don't think they need them. Right. So where's he going? He wants to play in the States. He wants He wants the money. He wants the money tax-free. I think Canada takes something almost like 50% of your checkout. Yeah. So then add your agent's 10%, and you're coming home with 40%. So I make $10 million a year to come home with $4 million. <laughs> That's a big chunk to take out of your, your, your damn wallet. I mean, that's that's where like he a, goes to a team in the United States where there's no tax, which is what Florida, Florida which is what Texas. Texas. <laughs> so, why are the rumors of that he wants to go to Dallas and and and, 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 and Tampa? Tampa? Hmm, I wonder. Don't come, well, I mean, I'd love you to come to New Jersey, but sure, the so taxes are, are killer here. Pay, say, says two tax-paying motherhuckers. Yeah. <laughs> So that we, as, as we try to fla- fan the flames of the uh, Eric Carlson rumors, um, you brought up a good point here. Um, Panarin rumored to want to come to the New York Rangers. I said that last week. We're kind of like the 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 the, the pre-rumor leak. We are, if, if you can call it that. I mean, well, some people might call it pre-rumor leak. Other people may just call it common sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're the common sense leak. Before have, the leak. They'll have the money. He wants to be a, in a big market. There you go. I mean, who? again, it's who doesn't want to play for the Rangers? Gretzky came. Messier came. Yeah, it's, like it's, Boré yeah. came at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Lindros. Like, you, you play you, in the garden where you will have a sold-out house where no one will pay attention to you except for the people in the cheaper seats. But still, you look around and there's not an empty seat in the house. Nope. There's not even an empty walkway in the house. No. I, I, I listen. I would too, just to get just to get that feeling of, of I don't know, what, fame and fortune. What that really feels like. I mean, obviously, if you're well, getting I mean, paid fortune and glory. I'll tell well, you. no, but I mean, if you're getting paid, you know, millions of bucks, I don't, I don't know if the fortune would be. It, it really comes down to: Do you want to win, or do you want the money? And that's a tough question. Especially for these guys that are, are you, I think in any sport, since we focus on hockey, we'll focus on hockey, but you need that one contract, that one contract to make, to make your boatload of money yeah. and then you're, you're set for the rest of your life. So if Panarin wants to win, is New York the place to be or Chicago? Like you'll have a better chance of winning if you went to Chicago, Chicago right? You'd have a better chance of winning if you took a, a pay cut and went to Tampa or Nashville or Dallas or LA or Anaheim. I mean, if he wants to be in the spotlight, Anaheim's the place to be. Cuz Anaheim could use him. Mm-hmm. He'd have 
some protection because they have Getzloff and Corey, uh, Katy Perry. <laughs> Katy Perry. <laughs> That's me every and they have time. Henrique. I mean, think about it. Like they could have two really good lines with you have Henrique, Panarin, and Silverberg. I mean, they would have two really, really powerful lines. I just don't know if they have the money. But and then what trickles in is the fact that where is he from? Oh, he's Russia. Okay. What do most Russians typically want when they come here? I want big money. But I want the money. In Russia, I would <clears throat> fork you. <laughs> <laughs> you give me money, I make fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well said, every Russian actress in a TV drama <laughs> cop series. <laughs> Should get an Emmy for that. No, we'll give out Emmys on this show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we could get political with that comment too. If you, no, <laughs> we can stay away from politics for right now until we get big. When we get big, then we won't care anymore, right? Yeah. When we get big. <laughs> Whatever. Um, according to John Shannon, the NHL uh, source states that Slava Voinov has not been cleared to return the, to the NHL, as opposed to his folks saying, yes, they have. In my opinion, the dude should not. I mean, yeah, he had his charges dropped and shit, but in the court of public opinion, he's guiltier than shit. You know what I mean? So, it- hold on. <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I said court of public opinion. I agree. I, hey, and, we've all been there. Um, of what? Of public opinion? Yeah. Oh. No? No? What? Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, should he come back? I mean, right-handed defenseman. I mean, there have been guys in this league that have done far worse. Fucking Danny Heatley killed <laughs> yeah, yeah. somebody. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. But, okay. But Danny in- Heatley's killed somebody. Um, Kevin Stevens was caught banging hookers and doing coke. Who Who is the guy that went after somebody with a stick? Was that? Oh, uh, Bob Probert was trying to bring cocaine into Canada. He couldn't play away games in Canada. You know, like. Can you imagine that? You, let's just say that you sent like a four or five year deal, and that whole Canada trip. I'll stay home. You're on the. Oh, you're, you're like on the DL for like a week. They have to keep a guy for the Canadian. <laughs> they have to call up everybody, somebody for a Canadian road trip. Is is that like the emergency backup situation? No, it's an emergency yeah. cocaine guy situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, should he come back? Should he come back? Obviously, he wants to come back because the NHL is the best league in the in the world, but. Does no, I mean, does Gary Bettman, does the NHL, does whatever team he signs with want to have that constant, hey, you had six hat tricks in today's game, but hey, you remember when you beat the hell out of that woman? I think, you know, like every the, night? The NHL is going the NFL route, like Ray Rice, like you're not coming back. Probably, because they just don't want the it's shit just, storm. It's, it's just weird that like, all right, if you punch a girl, we're not letting you come back. But if I'm Ray Lewis and I kill somebody or Danny Heatley, you're in the Hall of Fame. You can come back. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, not Danny Heatley, but no. yeah. It's it's a weird it's it's a touchy situation. I mean, it's one of those if you if you put out a poll of real hockey fans, you know, would you welcome Slava Voinov back onto your team? I bet it's it's probably going to be like 
60-40, and I don't know which way it would go. And if you are on Twitter and you'd like to follow our Twitter account, at HSSK Podcast, we have put out a poll that you can go ahead and take here. And we are up-to-date and high-tech. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> Should Slava... How do you spell his last name? V-O-Y-N-O-V... Be allowed back in the NHL. We'll let this go for a week. We'll catch up with whatever your answers are. And there you go. Sorry. Don't. That's. Listen. You want to cough into the mic? There's no. There's no cough button. This is. You know. <laughs> I don't want to pass my herpes on. Oh man. So the Flames um, bought out Troy Brower. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes and signs with who? And he goes and signs with Florida. I think it's a two-way deal. It is a two-way deal for eight hundred and fifty thousand. Regardless if he plays in the minors or the NHL, he gets okay. eight hundred and fifty thousand. Um, the Flames are paying more for him not to play for them than than he is. Florida is paying for him to actually play for them. <laughs> isn't isn't it screwy how contracts in professional sports work? I'm trying to think of another time where that was like the case where like the team bought him out and then the, the kid or player went somewhere else and like he's getting basically getting paid by two teams. Like Mike Camilleri got bought out by us. And then he went oh, to Devante the Kings. Oh, smith Pelly got bought out by the Devils. And then he played for, Carol, uh, Washington. for Washington. He was getting paid by the Devils. His, and Washington. Yeah, so he was getting, what, like the, the million dollar or whatever it was per, from the Devils and getting players minimum from, from Washington. And that's why he's probably signed for less money this year with Washington because, hey, dude, look, I'm not going to give you a million dollars when you're getting like 750000 a year from the Devils. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> it would be crazy for, for, for someone like that to, to think that way, to make that kind of stuff but yeah so troy brower goes to florida for <clears throat> calgary and florida money yeah um well, wanna, do you want to do the stories first and then we'll, the, the, we'll whole, do the sad story and then the happens. sad story oh, okay and then and then we got the, the the stupid story and then the the hometown favorite story <laughs> so joe murphy was a former first round pick i know he was like a top 10 pick mm-hmm. for detroit um had a, had a very decent career, close to a point-a-game career. Um, got traded, was part of some big trades. Got traded from Detroit to Edmonton uh, for John, uh, Jimmy Carson. Jimmy Carson was the big part of the Wayne Gretzky trade going the other way. Um, played for a number of teams, handful of teams. Um, what I remember from him, he wore the ugliest Jofa helmet. Not the Gretzky Jofa helmet, like the Yaramir Yager round Jofa helmet when he was in Pittsburgh. Right. <clears throat> and he had all black s- skates, even the toques and the laces, and it never looked like he was moving. But he had a <laughs> cannon of a shot. Of a shot. Um, there's been a, a mul- there's been a documentary about the fact that, on TSN, about the fact that he is... <clears throat> homeless yes in canada in can yeah now i'm sure he is part of the he was part of the class action suit against the nhl about concussions and cte and whatnot 
um, which I think was thrown out by a court. Uh, but yeah, it's people. If you go and read the comments about the article on TSN about this, like people are fucking brutal. Like, oh, you were a pro athlete. How could you be, you know, broken stuff? One, he was a pro athlete in the eighties and early nineties where they weren't making a ton of money. Right. But yeah, back then your million dollar contract was probably what your million dollar contract was like, oh, you're going to make a million dollars. Yeah. Over six years. (laughs) Still, you would look at that and go, okay. Yeah. Well, why didn't you invest it in stuff? We're talking about farm boys that leave their house at 18 years old to go play somewhere. They're not thinking about investments. I mean, we're not talking about brain surgeons here. We're talking about hockey players. Yeah, sports athletes. (laughs) Yeah, athletes in general, where it's like, oh, I got this money now. I'm going to buy my friends a house and a car and and whatnot. Like, uh, I believe drugs are an issue with Joe Murphy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a sad story. And I'm sure it's not the first and it won't be the last, which is why... If the NHL gets a new TV deal or the sports betting deal, you have to set up a pension. Yes. Use that money. It's not like the NHL needs more money. Take care of your players. And Absolutely. And that, honestly, that goes for every sport. Every freaking sport. You should be able to... You should, you should be honest. Now, from a business aspect of it, no, they shouldn't be honest. The moment somebody says... Yes, playing a sport can possibly give, even if it's the hair hint of evidence that it could possibly cause concussions, leagues will run. They will be completely out of money. They'll it's, be done. They will it's fold. It's crazy that a court threw that lawsuit out that hockey causes concussions. But, oh, yeah, we'll take the fact that the woman who had coffee... Her own coffee spilled on her at McDonald's. Back in when? The 1980s? Then Yeah. And she got like $40 million because she spilled coffee on herself and it didn't say hot. Like Yes. And, and now every cup of coffee you get at any, any, place. any place has hot contents or something like that. Yep. But I'm sure that there are, are a lot of NHL players, and I'm not talking about your superstars that make your million dollars and have your advertisement deals and other sponsorships mm-hmm. that are struggling to get by. Like, I can't see Mike Peluso making a lot of money. I no. can't see somebody, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody on the Rangers. Like, I can't see, like, Joey Koser. I mean, I know, I, I think he's an assistant coach in the NHL now. But, like, if he didn't have that job, what's Joey Koser doing? He never signed million-dollar deals. And you can only write so many books. <laughs> to, to And you to... can only run so many hockey clinics, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. where you're. You can only you can only do so much advertising with regards to your name because then somebody's going to say who, or no, we, oh, or man, we can get camp do... is coming around again. Yeah. So, and the good news, the happy news. Are we up to that? No. Oh no, we got the. Oh yeah, well, I guess we'll do that one too for 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 the hometown folks here in here in Jersey, which most of our downloads come from. Thank you. Um, Martin Brodeur left the St. Louis Blues. Now, and, at first, when the story came out. You, Everybody you speculated that, oh, oh, he's going back to New Jersey. And I commented that, like, where is he going Yes, if he comes to us? We don't need an assistant GM. We've got Fitzgerald. We don't need a goalie coach because we went and got Corey's yeah, person from Vancouver. From Vancouver. And do, do you honestly think that Corey Schneider would be like, oh, Marty's my coach? Maybe they didn't get along. Yeah, and that's where you're going to be like, hey, Ray, <clears throat> ship me out somewhere. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe Kincaid would like the fact, because I know Kincaid grew up with Brodeur. He's a a Brodeur uh, fan. We have two goalie coaches, one for each one. And we got Clemmer in the minors, so it's... But he is taking a business job. Senior Vice President of Business Operations. Which means he's going to go to advertisers to sell the Devils. And we need it. We honestly do need it. I say we like we own the team. We kind of do. But we do. We're, 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 right now, we're the third banana in this area. Yeah, but I don't know if advertising is going to be the big deal. Again, but it sucks. <clears throat> is he doing this for the Devils or is he doing it for the Prudential Center? Because if he's going to do yeah, advertising for the Devils, if let's say I'm, I don't know, Tesla, all right, the, sure. the mm-hmm. car, am I going to sponsor the Devils, the Rangers, and the Islanders? Or am I just going to sponsor the team that gets the most exposure? Honestly, you would go for the one with the most exposure. Right, which is why I don't see what Brodeur... I think, and the way the way that I've seen uh, the messages from Ray Shiro since he was mentioning it, that it's a good time to be a Devils fan. So I'm assuming the opportunity does have to do something with the team and not necessarily the arena they play in. Although ownership pretty much bought the Devils for the simple fact of the Prudential Center, right? Because yeah. you put on a whole you know a whole slew of concerts and everything else, and it probably obviously it triples or. You know, quadruple exceeds the revenue that the devils itself get. Yeah. But and and the other thing too that I've seen comments about um, end up being you know is he is this just a a, a you know a paper position until um, you know assistant GM Fitzgerald actually gets a job since he was interviewed with at least multiple teams during this particular off season so you know he's kind of got a half foot out the door already because now he's being tempted by other positions. So if it's Gerald leaves, oh, look, Marty, whoosh, right into the assistant GM role, and now you grow. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I mean, I mean it's it's good because we, us as fans kind of have that closure, so to speak, I guess. I mean, he's back home when he shouldn't really have left to go to St. Louis anyway. But I understand the player aspect of it where it's like, you know, I, I still got it, and then it shows you that you don't got it, and you go, well, shit. But now he's back. That's fine. How much? I'm surprised he wouldn't have gone to the Islanders just to be an assistant GM. The assistant GM, yeah, take that role. <clears throat> excuse me, that you had in St. Louis, and just bring it to to the Islanders and be the. Unless it's one of those things as to where Lamarillo was like, "Hey, you know what, Chris, his son. When I'm done, you're next." Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, and yeah, that's good hand, good team to leave him with there, Lou. <laughs> <clears throat> now, our final story. A story that we kind of, you I don't want to say broke. But we broke. But we, we spoke about it at least twice uh, during this. The, the NHL prospects are now being advised to stop talking about Fortnite on their social media because the team thinks it's too big of a, distract, a distraction. So teams are pulling it out of social media stuff, any kind of advertising, any kind of in-game what have you. Uh, you know, to pump up crowds or, or whatnot. Prospects are now set to stop talking about it. Is, is Will this... the Devils mm. or some team use Fortnite as a way, uh, as something that like in-game entertainment? Like what I mean is on the big screen. All right, you're playing as the NJ Devil character. And... Yeah, like they did with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um... Or does the league? 
basically. No, I think the league is chomping down on it. The fact that they're telling prospects to quit it, okay, they, they see it as being an epidemic. Now, if they only did this with concussions. Yeah. <laughs> this is the epidemic in the NHL, ladies and gentlemen. Not drugs, Fort- not concussions. Fortnite. Fortnite. How are you going to stop them from playing? You can't stop a grown-ass man from playing. No, you can't. You know, he no, wants to play he, video games. You know the only way. You know the only way to stop it. You want to keep playing. All right, now you're getting fined. You want to keep playing. All right, now you're getting suspended. Oh, you want to keep playing. You're cut. Oh, great! I can't wait to see fucking, you know, Sam and 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 Micheletti be like, uh, we're sorry this to pl- report. This player scratched tonight. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist is suspended by the team for conduct unbecoming. A player. Uh, he was playing Fortnite too late. <laughs> no, it's gonna be, it's gonna go out as uh, conduct detrimental to the team. Within five minutes, somebody <laughs> on the Reddit thread is gonna be like, "Oh, dude, he was playing Fortnite with me the whole time." Here's the hour and a half, six hour video. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know what you see? The gambling. The odds all of a sudden go against the Rangers, <laughs> and then it's gonna be the mob got involved. It's fucking ridiculous. And then the name Henrik Lundqvist and Nicoletti are wiped clean slate off of anything MSG ever had. And they'd be like, who are you talking about? He never played here. Who are, what? Yeah. All the People are still going to play it. Of course. Because I remember, like, if you've watched any of the, the uh, Road to the Winter Classic things, when they're on the plane, they're all playing video games. They were all playing Call of Duty. They were all playing when PSPs were the thing, mm-hmm. and now they they all have their, their they bring their own computers and play. Like, what else are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, you have you know huge flights, you have long flights. I mean, it's not like back in the what sixties, seventies, and eighties where they were getting hammered on the plane, or they were doing coke, or some some guys playing pinochle in the back by oh, himself. Yeah. When, when I when we used to take long bus trips in college, it was cards. It was always cards. You always played cards in the back. Mm-hmm. It was the same six movies: Billy Madison, Rounders, <laughs> on on the screens on the bus. Uh-huh. And then it was you had the people sleeping, and then there was like our backup yeah. backup goalie always watched porn. I don't know why. <laughs> it was always the backup on his on his laptop. He'd be like, "Oh, did you see this scene? Like, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Why would you watch porn on a bus full of dudes? And then there's the coaching staff who are devising <laughs> up a game plan for the next group. <laughs> no, not our no. team. <laughs> he was thinking about what bar to go to after the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, can just... you hear that, Nate? Mike, I'm sure. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. The news and notes for this week in the NHL. Now on Mount Rushmore. Yes. Now, uh, uh, you know what? We obviously wanted to do this show like two weeks ago. We wanted to do this show last week. But every damn show that we do, I still want to do this bit. Mount Rushmore? I love the Mount Rushmore bit. It's It gets hard, though. It is hard. The original six teams get really, really hard. So so what you're trying to say is if we continue to do this in, in with the next expansion, whew. Yeah, it, the, the, it'll be the what, 30, 31 teams of Mount Rushmore and then the two expansion teams who have uh, future uh, future free, free agents. Relocated teams. 
<laughs> you have to reach back into who they used to be. Yep. All right. So this week we have Nashville, New Jersey, the Rangers, and the good old Islanders. Very local centric. Considering the Devils in '95, after we won the Cup, we're supposed to move to Nashville. Were we really? We were. Did not know that. Yep. They were. Nashville why no us? More. Why us? Was it really because we just, I mean. At the time, McMullen didn't want to have the team anymore. And he wanted a new arena. And they didn't want to give it to him. But and was, then he but, worked out some deal with the New Jersey Sporting Exposition where he pocketed a lot of money right. per game. Gotcha. And then he sold the team to... Uh, James Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. And then we all know how that went. And then he. Dawson's Creek with James Vanderbeek would have been better. <sighs> all right. Anyway, Nashville. Uh, my four guys. This one was a little easier because they haven't been a team for very long. But their first overall pick ever mm-hmm. was uh, David Leguan. Leguan. He ended his career in Detroit, but always good player. I don't know if he was a super duper first round guy right but he was always a good player super fast um he leads them in all-time games and points then you have Kimo Timonen the Finnish defenseman uh he was their best offensive defenseman until recently with you know Suter and uh Weber and now PK uh Stevie Sullivan former devil he was one of their big scorers when the team first Came there. Wasn't Steve Sullivan the, the the guy that we that we acquired in the late years of Lou Lamarillo? Uh, as yeah, a, he was a comeback, guy. a comebacker. Steve Sullivan, L- Brendan favorite. Shanahan, the comebackers, the comebackers, and then uh, Pecorine because I think he is the face of their team. Okay, behind the mask, if that makes sense. Now let's, that, let's okay. Let's put it. Let's do our favorites last because right, we'll we do can have devils. a discussion about that. We'll do the Devils last. Uh, for the Rangers, this one was tough. And again, an original six team makes mm-hmm. it a little difficult. Um, you got to throw some older guys in there because they're the heart of the team. And on the other side, you you got to put somebody names that people know. <clears throat> Rajel Bear. I'm so, I'm all right. I'm looking at this list even before you say anything. I'm looking at this list. Holy shit! I would, I would put at least three other people on here. Well, you can say it after I say Rajel Bear. Uh, I had the privilege of skating with Rajel Bear. Oh, okay. Now I'm closer. Um, I got the pleasure of skating at him when we were when I was very little. Uh, then I had Brian Leach, who is their icon defenseman, first American to win the Conn Smythe. I put Messier as the Rangers, even though he was on Edmonton and Vancouver. Didn't you say you weren't going to put him on the list? No, no. You said you were no. going to put him on Oilers because you were putting him here because yeah. he won the cup. Well, he won the won the cup there with them too. Uh, Jean Rattel, one of the Rangers' all-time leading game play guys, uh, points. He's up there. And then I have honorable mention, Eddie Jockerman, the goalie, another guy I got to skate with once when I was younger. Um, got the standing ovation when he was traded and came back from uh, playing with Detroit. Right. Adam Graves, all-around super guy. Uh, I think he holds the record for goals, or or Yager broke it. But uh, Adam Graves, if there's one Ranger that I will never talk bad about, it's Adam Graves. Okay. And Mike Richter is my 
so Adam Graves, Eddie Jacquemin, and Mike Richter are my honorable mentions because... You wouldn't put Beezer in there for the no, Rangers at all? No. Why not? Because Beezer really hit his stride when he went to Florida. Really? Yeah. He was expendable once Richter came along. When they had Richter and Beezer, he became expendable. Okay. And I, all right, I get Leach. I mean, I would have said Leach. Uh, Messi is a toss-up. Um, I don't really know um, Jean, Jean Rattel and uh, Rod Gilbert. Yeah, that's the um, that big name that they always pump through um, when you're when you're watching the uh, Rangers telecast and stuff. Um, Richter, okay, yeah, I, w- I would have thrown it, but yeah, I would have thrown Beezer in there. That's the one guy from the Rangers you would have thrown in, and and I um, I would have thrown in a long Bobby Holik, right? Bobby, Bobby Holik. No, no, yeah, Bobby Holik. Kevin uh, Stevens, uh, Kevin Stevens, um, Gomez, uh, Scott Gomez, and an honorable mention to the potential contract that Patrick Elias would have signed if Lou didn't yeah. bring him back. That's that's <laughs> my uh, that's Chris Drury. <laughs> no, that was when the Rangers went out and tried to sign everybody who killed them. Uh, the uh, the the Kovalchuk potential from last season. I would have put yeah. that on. <laughs> I have more respect for the Rangers now that they didn't sign them. Yeah, that they don't go out and just sign for the name anymore. Like, I respect the fact that we're not going to be that good. Mm -hmm. Let's just build. We'll trade off, you know, what what people think are assets. So, like, Hayes, maybe they trade Kreider. I don't think so. They're definitely going to trade Hayes. I I think they build around Kreider. But but if, look, I would have taken him on the the Devils without a doubt. I just wouldn't want to give up so much crap yeah. to get him but if they're going to trade him they're going to get a nice uh, yeah. a good chunk back yeah. and they're going to have to think about yeah i guess you could have put lunquist down but again what does what lunquist won i mean yeah he's he i think he's their all-time winner in games that's nice but I, uh, richter uh, has a cup it's true so for the islanders this one was super easy um, you just look at their heyday. <laughs> I'm not going to put Ziggy Palfy on there. I'm not going to. I mean, LaFontaine, I could have put on there. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. LaFontaine. No, no DPHO. No, no DP. <laughs> <laughs> no Garth Snow. Yeah. Um, I have Bossy. Bossy, who oh, Bob. arguably, arguably could be one of the top five players of all time. Mm hmm. He has over a thousand points in less than a thousand games. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Brian Trottier, I personally never liked him, mm-hmm. but again, for the Islanders, he was super huge in their ascendment to you know the dynasty that they had. Podvan sucks. <laughs> I had to put Denny Podvan on there for the Ranger. I mean, Podvan for the sucks. Now you're gonna slip up that for that one, but. Podvin was a dominant defenseman at their time. And then, you know, Bobby Nystrom scored one of the biggest goals in history when they won the cup with him. And then I had Billy Smith as an honorable mention just because he was a crazy... He was the Ron Hextall before Ron Hextall. Swinging his stick, slashing people, trying to fight people. Mm -hmm. That guy, I would want to check into child abuse. Like... 
was he abused as a child? Because he was the angriest person uh-huh. I ever saw. You wouldn't put Brent. Sutter. Wasn't Brent Sutter on that uh, on that Islander nah, team that won a lot? Nah. Or the, not even he was close after. to Oh, really? I think he might have been at the tail end of them winning okay. the Cups. And then for the Devils. <sighs> okay. Now, the only reason I wanted to do this last is a discussional piece. I know we're trying to do players. You're right. going to say, how come Lou isn't on it? Yeah. I would have put a Lou up there, and I would have put um, uh, Dr. McMullen. Along with Brodor, so that's three, right? Scott Stevens is four, and I would have put Eliash up there too. Well, I put John McClain because without John McClain, we were horrible in yes. those early yes. years. For him making for him making that goal to get us to our first playoff. And not only that, like he held the record for most goals in the season. Like people forget that yeah, John McClain was a shitty coach for us. Yeah. But he was he was set up for failure. Oh, of course. Oh my God! Yes, and that and when people say like, "Why don't we hire Stevens as the head coach?" It's the same potential. It's the same reason. You don't want to fire a guy who's who's hanging from your rafters, not literally, but whose name is hanging. That's a Ray Combs joke. Um, it's coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but John McClain, he's still up there as one of the all-time. Mm-hmm. Scores for our now, team now. Do you think he gets his his number retired? No. But he so he but definitely a rink of honor. Yes, candidate. Him, Lou, Holik, uh, not Holik. Um, Sarge, Breland, and Breland. Those are the guys I think will get their the little, little ring of honor. There. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I have Patrick Elias. He is our all time leading scorer, and highly underrated in the NHL. If you actually look at all these names you put down, Patty's the only one from soup to nuts. That was a devil. McLean played elsewhere, right? Yeah. He put he we traded him to the Sharks and then he played for the Dallas and then he played for the Rangers. No Ranger, no, never mind. He did. He did I mean play. I mean if you if you look at it, right? So so you mentioned them. McLean. I mean you could elsewhere. have put Danico. Mm, yeah. I just didn't want to pick everybody who had a number, number retired. retired. No, because I think I, I would have I would have definitely put Stevens over Danico, Niedermeyer and 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 Danico. I don't know. It's a toss up. I, I, Dano was more of the that fan favorite, but he really wasn't good. I, it, it it's it, it's like a cult. I'm happier to see him in the broadcast booth <clears throat> than I was when he would play on the ice. Wow. Okay. And I couldn't remember if I put Niedermeyer on for Anaheim, but I think I did. I think so, but still honorable mention. He's too. honorable mention because it's it's amazing that for as at least for as long as that I've been a season ticket holder and just simply just watching, which I would say maybe a ten years before I even became a season ticket holder, I don't remember much about Scott Niedermeyer. I, yes, obviously the goals and, well, and if you look at it, each of these guys that I picked: McLean, Eliash, Brodeur, Stevens, Niedermeyer, were all all head. At least one huge moment, and they had many, but they had at least one huge moment that either got us into the playoffs or in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. McLean, the goal against Chicago to get us in. Eliash, most people will point to the the goalie. No, the goal in Philly. Okay, when we were down and he we were down three one and he came back in game seven and scored Mm -hmm. in two thousand. Brodeur, you can count the, the number of. Saves he shouldn't have made, but did. Stevens, the hit. Yes. Kozlov hit. And Niedermeyer, the goal in Detroit. Like, they each had a moment 
right. where if you were watching a devil's highlight film, they would all be on it. Now, and, and not to not to sound homerish, but would you use those credentials to, if, if you wanted to do your own Mount Rushmore, to use that as your template for, for something like that? Um, if I knew as much about, about other players, other yeah. players mm-hmm. and their, their history, like for an original six team, it's, it's ridiculously hard to know. Like I could tell you things from 1984 till now. Right. But as far as like, I never saw Roger Bear play in person. I never saw Jean Rattel play in person. I barely saw Bossy play in person. Podvin, I remember playing. Trachi, I remember playing. Billy Smith, I remember playing. Everybody on Nashville, I remember playing. You know but what I, honest, when I honestly think of when you do things like this, no matter what generation it is, if you simply look back through their media and what names just scream out. Like when you say Colorado Avalanche, who's the first name that comes out? And Patrick Wall. No, nope, Joe Sackick. Sackick. All right. So Peter let's, Forsberg. Okay. Um, let, all right. Obviously, duh, throw out the Oilers. What comes up? Gretzky. You throw out Toronto. Who comes up? For me, Matt Sundin. You throw out, uh, we'll do this, Florida Panthers. Luongo. Pavel Bore. See, so generations to come, when you throw out a team name. Someone's going to say Yager, and you could say it for almost any team. (laughs) That's including us, <laughs> and I am I am happy to say that I own a Yager jersey, and I'm I'm happy about that. I'm happy he played for us. I would have wanted one more year, but whatever. Did you see the video online that he was driving the Zamboni in the rink with his equipment on? He's starting to become like a, a joke, yeah. and it's not funny. He's becoming a, a like a joke wrestler, like like you used to be really like Bob Backlund, like you used to be really good. Yeah. Now you're now crazy. he's run, now he's running back for coming back for the Royal Rumble and, and he had to put on a, a mullet hairpiece because he's like th- bald as hell and has a couple of strands behind his head. There's nothing wrong with being bald as hell. No, sorry about that. All right. So we move on from hockey that we move on to some wrestling news before we know, we, we still have hockey. We do. We have our hockey rivals. Uh, yeah, but we're going to you want to combine that so we so I don't have to play the thing twice. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to talk about rivalries, both hockey and wrestling, today. That's the fun part about this. Ah, you know what? Let let let's go against the uh, let's go against the odds. All right, another Ray Let's meet the players. The NHL family. <laughs> so yeah, so something that we've we've wanted to do for a while. Um, rivalries, and this is going to be a fun one. Um, so we made up a list here of um, top tens. So also, if you uh, look. We usually concentrate in what? Okay, maybe the seventies, just because there's names out there. Okay, most of the second half of the eighties, nineties, and forward is what yeah. we yeah, and this, more or number, less focus on. My number one is definitely my lifetime. It's not right. It, it, it's not out there, but 
obviously, if there's going to be age discrepancies for folks that listen to us, and there's going to be older folks, there's going to be younger folks, so whatever. There's always going to be feuds, but I can guarantee you this, at least in our experiences of nearly 40 plus years, okay, feuds today and feuds in the future will never match the feuds that we're going to talk about both in hockey and in wrestling. I agree. Flat out. Okay. There are no real deal feuds in the NHL like there were. Now, do you think that's because of expansion? If do you, do you think it's just simply because it's old? I think like, it has a lot to do with the fighting on the decline. Okay. And I think the fighting instigator is on the decline. Like, because of the fighting instigator now, or the NHL doesn't like staged fights. I mean, you think back to 2012 oh, when you had... All five guys on the ice of the Rangers. All five guys on the ice of the Devils. Puck drop. Puck gloves drops, drop. Everybody fights. When was the last time you saw something like that? Six years ago. And you're not going to see I, stuff and, like that. And honestly, that was that was in in Newark, right? No, was it the Rangers? I I can honestly say, so many of us fans, I'm sure, were looking at the TV, saw it happen, and we all went, "What the f?" That's awesome. Really? That's I. That's I, awesome. I, I thought it was awesome. You type in hockey fights, and that's and that's one of the first ones that comes up. We made history, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. You don't see bench clearing brawls anymore. No. Like those were the, you. You don't see goalies going after goalies anymore. Yeah, there, there hasn't been a good goalie fight in a while. So, we put together multiple lists, or at least. In the wrestling portion of it, but we'll do hockey first since uh, Dave likes to concentrate on that a little bit more. Um, so we'll do a top ten. We'll go from ten to one. Um, at, 10. Coming in at number ten, you have the L.A. Kings versus Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, they're close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, their fans hate each other. They what? Okay, what more or less defines what your rivalry is? I think proximity, being close to one another is one factor, I think, playoff, bad blood in playoff. Okay, definitely. And I think the fans are a third. Like, if your fans are are into it, like, to put it into devil terms, when the Devils play the Rangers? There are people thrown out, there's beers thrown, there are drunks even before the the puck drops. And the game is sold out. Yes. The Devils play the Flyers. Devils, Flyers, it's the same thing. Right. And I've always said it. I've said it to you sitting next to you. I've sat down in those games, the Devil Ranger games, and what do I always say? I fucking hate these games. Yes. I I hate these games because it brings out the morons on both sides. I'm not just saying like, oh, the asshole Ranger fans. No. I'm saying it brings out the assholes on both sides. Mm -hmm. When you have a guy with a Gretzky starter jersey talking shit to a guy with a Claude Lemieux Jersey, you know both these assholes. A got the tickets for free, or yes. or just bought it because oh, it's a Devil Rangers, and and their jerseys look like they just took it off the rack. Yeah, and no, or the, <laughs> and their jersey looks like they've worn it when they were thirteen, and now it's a short sleeve for them. Like it's yes, I, I have a bit that with my friend Frankie. I always when I'm at a Devil Ranger game, I always take a picture of like the worst jersey 
Like the yeah, worst, like Ranger jersey. Like almost like what was it, like Wisniewski's like jersey fouls from yeah. from from but the. But no, 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 no. I mean, like players, like why, why oh, are why you are wearing you? this yes. jersey right now? Like, why are you wearing a Jan Halak jersey? Because you don't have another Ranger jersey, and you see this when the team is good. Where were you when the team sucks? Because right. you're not coming to these games. Right, right. And I hate it. I hate it. And so, I'm sure it's the same. So would you do the same thing in one of those games if you saw me wearing my Christoph Oliwa jersey? Yeah, I'd be like, dude, can you get a new jersey? Like, once the play. Sorry, I know. Because you have like a closet <laughs> full of jerseys. But Pick a better one. And I never wear jerseys. But I have like a closet full of jerseys. But once that guy's traded, unless it's somebody who's retired, which is the only one I have is Needham. Like, I'm not wearing a Bill Guerin jersey. I have it, but I'm not wearing my Bill Guerin jersey because he hasn't played for the team in 20 years, and or, neither or, has Wayne Gretzky. Or like the um, or the 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 um, Riche jerseys, the ones where like you look at it and it's like those football practice jerseys from the 80s that have those like huge air holes in them. Yeah, <laughs> the cheap jersey, not the replica. The replica jersey, yeah. not the no, real was, with the no, fighting strap. It was the giveaway jersey. Oh, that, yeah. The giveaway jersey. Models. Yeah, the models giveaway. <laughs> All right, so you do uh, the Kings versus Anaheim. They've had an outdoor game. They've had some great playoff matchups where it's been nasty. Number nine, I have the Devils and the Rangers. Some people may say it should go higher. No. You know why it should be higher? Because you're in either New Jersey or New York. Yeah, people in L.A. don't care about it. No, absolutely not. And, And to be honest with you, if you look at how the NHL broadcaster televises their Sunday uh, matinee games, their stadium series games, their January 1st outdoor game and all that kind of stuff. There's a reason why I'll just say like the Islanders aren't in it. Like Islanders Rangers kind of thing or the Devils aren't in it to play either the Rangers or the Flyers. There's no that's why Devils Rangers, yes, it's a rivalry because of like you say proximity and just simply hatred from a fan standpoint and from a team standpoint. But in the grand scheme of things, no, we're low. I know people who got into fights at the Devil Ranger outdoor game. You're sitting right next to one. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. Like, Devil suck. I just look at you and go, okay. Well, no, it wasn't because Devil suck. No, but like, if a Ranger in, fan in general, got in my face oh, and was no. like, oh, man, the fucking Devil suck. Like, no. Dude. You, when you ha- when you have a drunk bastard fucking cheering and shit and screaming like in the back of your ear like walking back and forth you have a you have a gripe to I don't I get more annoyed at people yelling shoot on the power play than so I've heard <laughs> they can't hear you <laughs> all right you're right you're right coach coach them up here <laughs> assholes uh, the pens and the caps this has really been just based on Sid versus Ovi. You know, I, I maybe I would have put this a little bit higher just no. because of that because the last few you know years what? it it doesn't have like it's a rivalry because it's being thrown down our throat like Roman Reigns right but okay. there's there isn't as much bad blood uh, so it's, it's more just a personal competition yeah it's it's the okay. the, the league wants to sell you one this is Sid he's got three cups this is Ovi he's got one Who's and you still drink it yeah. By the way, if the Caps make anywhere near the playoffs this year, oh, there's, they there, there's they're n- still a good team. They've only really lost what Jay Beagle, but they're all hungover and COVID and, and Ovi's still drinking. They'll be fine. All right. Anyway, number seven, you have Montreal Canadiens versus Detroit Red Wings. Old school used to have you know 
uh, Jean Beliveau and versus Gordy uh, probably won't really mean anything in the future because both teams suck. And, 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 really, and Detroit would get there sooner than Montreal at this point, unless Montreal just goes click, click, boom, and then within two years they're back up and running again. And it won't, and it really doesn't matter anymore because we're they're in the same conference. Realignment. Another reason why maybe some some rival rivalries either fizzle or just don't have the the umph that it has. Right. Yep. Uh, next one, another old school Montreal. Montreal, sure. Toronto. Toronto. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Toronto. That is the hockey night in Canada. Oh. If you watch hockey night in Canada, no, it's not what you think. <laughs> HNIC is not what you think. Um, hockey night in Canada. Here in America, you don't get to experience it unless you have the NHL network. That is the only reason I get the hockey package is for, to watch for, for, Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday. I love his suits. It's not even it's not even Don Cherry. It's just no? the coverage. It, you mean like the the pure the pure like, adoration of hockey? It, it's it's <clears throat> the best thing. And that's and and let me be honest, okay? If there's anybody who listens to this podcast, who in in all seriousness, right, who listens to this podcast and has an in with the Devils and um, Amanda Stein. I swear to God, not because it's looks or anything else. I want to freaking interview her because I want to know a comparison between what it's like to cover hockey in Canada versus versus hockey, versus the Montreal Canadiens, which were her favorite team, and us. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I would love to do that kind of interview. So if anybody... You could, you could see the passion from everybody, from the cameramen mm-hmm. to the guys on the screen... To even the, 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 the players when they're interviewed on Hockey Night in Canada, they put the towel around. Like they're giddy, like, oh my God, like I grew up watching this and now I'm taught. Like it's, you don't get that here except for Monday Night Football. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I, I get your point. There, there's not, you, you, I actually praise folks in Canada for being such diehards, like the Quebec Nordiques. How many years in a row? Did they, they show up? Did they show up to a Devils Panthers game, and at what every specific minute that they've not been in the league or whatever, they cheered for like two minutes straight or whatever. Yeah, it's, you, it's, they'll have a team. They'll get their team back. But to have that kind of passion, right? Yep. And that's what makes the Montreal Toronto feud, because passion. Montreal was winning those oh, cups God. after cup after cup after cup. You try to figure out how to beat a team like that. And, and you're Toronto like, just had nothing. Like Toronto is now the team that it's like you haven't won in a while. Like you haven't won since the 60s. And and you know what? You bring that up and everything that's happened within the past three to five years shows that, yes, they've been thinking we haven't done squat. Even Elias is making fun of your city. They don't walk with him, or no? Uh. He talked about on Raw. You didn't see it. No, I didn't. He walked. Out, he comes out and he's playing his guitar and he's like, you know, Drake talked about coming from the bottom up in Toronto because Raw was in Toronto. Yeah. And he goes, now I know what he means because this place is a dump. He goes, and then uh, I talked to my friend John Tavares. And uh. He said to me, Elias. And then he strums his guitar. <laughs> Lies. I'm so disappointed that I had to play in Toronto coming from New York. <laughs> and then he made another dig about them not winning a cup. He's like, oh, it was 
seeing an Elias concert is the closest thing that Toronto will get to a Stanley Cup championship. They couldn't bring out um, the goon. That's that's a that's a that's future. The, that's yes. That's a future show. Bad gimmicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, number five, we have Flyers Pens. Flyers Pens. Just those games. They're nasty. Bad playoff blood. Ah. Bad playoff blood. Sid and Claude Giroux fighting. Wayne Simmons all up in there. And and it's and it's even worse too. And and I'll say this for when it's like Flyers Devils. For the simple fact of when both teams are good and they're strong defensively, one check. If, 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 if there's a check in the first minute of the game, the rest of the game, it gets chippy and chippier and chippiest. It's terrible. So it's, it's the same thing like Flyers pens. Number four, if you notice, a lot of these are Canadian teams. Of course. Edmonton and Calgary uh, location, the closest team for both of them. Because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's Canada. Um, they have a history in the playoffs. Steve Smith putting the puck in his own net to knock the rain to knock Edmonton mm-hmm. out of the play, uh, playoffs back in the eighties. Um, How do you think he feels today? He's fine. He, after they won the cup the next year, oh, the first cool. person Gretzky gave the cup to was him. Same. But I'm surprised he didn't kill himself or get killed. You, it's not hard to imagine why you would do something like that if you're putting your own puck in a net. Uh, Montreal, Boston, number three. Again, another bloody feud all the way through the 70s when Montreal was good. And then Bobby Orr came along and kind of swayed it into Boston's. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of disappeared a little bit in the 80s. I mean, you had Knuckles and Island on both teams. Uh, but the last thing I remember is they had a f- the price – and Tim Thomas got into a fight, and it was kind of staged. Okay. Number two, I have the Rangers and the Islanders. Having experienced this as an outsider, like I've got, I went to the mausoleum and watched the Rangers Islander game. Yeah. Cutthroat. Oh, uh, they, 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 people yelling at women, calling them whores, and their kids are bastards for being Ranger or Islander fan, like vicious stuff. If you wanted to trash talk. Like learn how to trash talk. Just go sit at a Ranger Islander game with a neutral, uh, well, uh, with yeah, with I, neutral colors. Yeah, on. neutral. Like I didn't don't care. wear red. <laughs> yeah, I, when I go to when I go to games in other like even if the Devils are playing wherever, I don't wear my Devils jersey. I might wear a hat. Like mm-hmm. it's just a respectful thing. Like even if I were to go to a Rangers. Carolina game where it really doesn't matter. You're not wearing a Rangers gear. I'm not wearing Rangers I mean, gear. Or, I'm not um, wearing Devils, Devil's gear. Nothing drives I, me crazier. I, I don't understand the oh it's 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 a Devils Panthers it's a Devils Kings on on a on a Tuesday night. I gotta wear my Lundquist jersey, yo. Yeah, I don't get it. Whatever. I'm not trying to Ranger hate. It's just fans in general. It's just you, you, if if you listen to this podcast and you're not from this the metropolitan area here with New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania kind of thing. Like for the folks, even maybe in Florida or California, you you hear the venom, and it's not be, and it's mostly not because of the team. There no. are, there aren't like I'm not going to go up to Henrik Lundqvist and spit in his face because I hate him. If he's wearing a Rangers jersey, there's there's something inside that like burns up a little bit in me because it's a Rangers thing. It's the fan base. Yeah, and it, it's both sides. Yes, there there, there, there are, are asshole, asshole devil devil fans, devil fans too. 
Like people in the bathroom, like you're in line in the bathroom and there's a Ranger fan in front of you and you're talking like, are you really, you're both just going to take a piss. Like, is, there, is this the moment that you should let him know his team sucks? By by kicking him into the urinal and flushing yeah, and getting his jersey all wet, yeah. All right, so two hours in Rangers Isles. Number one, Colorado, Detroit. Yeah. Although it's not the same anymore. Those were must-watch games from 1996 through about 2002. They played each other every year. There was bad blood. Draper getting face-planted by Claude Lemieux, mm-hmm. which led to the brawls. Patrick Waugh fighting Chris Osgood. Patrick Waugh fighting Mike Vernon. Everybody on the ice fighting everybody. Um, those were games when ESPN covered hockey. Maybe that's why they don't cover them anymore. <laughs> those were the games that they always had on because everybody knew. Like That was, the hi- that was going to be the highlight of the hockey week mm-hmm. for ESPN, and they knew it. And now it's it's kind of disappeared because Detroit's in the East, so they don't see each other anymore in the playoffs. And so now something like that would be a good, um, but her- it's, it, it would be a good um, winter classic kind of game. But right? they did, they, they did, did Detroit Colorado in a, a winter classic game, and the all timers the old timers game, not mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. That's me. That's you. Uh, there were guys like pushing and slashing each other. Like, I think it was Adam Foote and Draper were, like, slashing at each other. Playfully or? No, like, with like, anger. Uh, no. <laughs> the hatred came back. <laughs> makes me think of <laughs> makes you think of Major League. This guy threw at his own kid in a father-son game. <laughs> you're, you're 50 years old. Why are we fighting? This game's for charity. Uh, so there you go. Your best hockey rivalries. So, uh, again, if you think you have one, if you think we've missed one, um, HSSK Podcast on Twitter and Facebook.com slash HSSK Podcast. You can also email us, HSSKPodcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through HSSKPod.com, and that's probably the easiest way. It has everything on there that you need to know about High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. Now we move on to our our, um, our wrestling. wrestling segment, wrestling, as um, Ted Turner used to say. Wrestling. Uh, some wrestling news to, on today. SummerSlam first debuted back in 1988. Damn, we are old. What was the main event? I'm Let sure, me, it was Hogan. Problem. Let's see. Summer <laughs> SummerSlam one. <laughs> Let's see. Other main news. Event. The, there have been talks that the WWE has reached out to AJ Lee to return for Evolution. And um, and I heard on some other podcasts it could be more than that. She was good. I didn't. I mean, I didn't like her when she was like crazy gimmick. Yeah. That, when they when they turn you like okay, when um, just when when Goldust right when when they made him turn schizo or have Tourette's. <laughs> I, sure, it's funny. Could have went, went so far with that gimmick, but it's the. You know, and she's open to it, AJ Lee. You would hope so. And then what? What's gonna? What's gonna be everything that happens after that? But the other thing too is, do you want to bring her back and then have to silence, air quote, the 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 crowd noise because all you're going to have is CM Punk. CM Punk. Yep, that's all you're gonna and hear. That's all you're gonna hear. But hey, we both said it'd be great to have CM Punk back. I think this yes. is. I mean, 
it would be awesome to have him back just because of the talent to yes. see him and like Finn Balor or oh, Nakamura yes. or Seth Rollins. He, he has he has at least a year's worth of good feuds. Good feuds. Maybe this is uh, AJ uh, Lee. Uh, he comes and watches. Yeah, an olive branch and, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, Triple H kind of apologizes, or Vince comes out, mm-hmm. and, and then and then and then he slim slaps Vince, and then there's your Punk versus corporate gimmick to at least have something yep. uh, to answer your question. SummerSlam 1988 main event: The Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage versus the Mega Bucks, DiBiase and Andre the Giant. Special guest referee: Jesse Ventura. Before he was conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. Uh, multiple sites are also saying that the reason Kurt Angle is not the GM anymore on Raw is so that he can train for, an, for a full time. For what? In ring return. For what? It, it, it's, you know, because it happened, it's, I'm going to call it the Brock Lesnar clause. No. Enough with this shit. You you have enough people get the get the old timers. Do you think that Triple H, if you've watched his uh, his promo about wrestling the Undertaker, because uh-huh. that's all that they seem to be selling on that thing, where he talks about the era, we were the era. The era yeah. Do you think that they're going to form an old school group where you get like Triple H? Okay, and you get. Angle, angle, and okay. the Undertaker. Okay, and they wrestle. Who did, who else, wait? Who else did he talk about? He talked about The Rock, right? He talked. Yeah. He talked about Austin, which he, he's Shawn not going to wrestle. I, and now I, you have Hogan back. You want to see have Hogan I don't in the see ring? Him wrestle, but maybe. I mean, Triple H and Angle could definitely still wrestle. You you can have them interfere. You can have them screw with. The, you you can have. Or do you make them the new corporation? Maybe, and you have them fuse I can, with younger guys, and end it at, at like Survivor Series. Start it somewhere, do a year's worth, but end it at a Survivor Series, because you can't look. Guys are in their late forties, fifties, sixties. To some people, you, you can't you, have them wrestle house shows and yeah, and you, Raws. It's the it's the Lesnar clause again. You're gonna have Monday nights, maybe Wednesday night or um, Tuesday nights for SmackDown. But do I think he can do it? Do they? It depends who, and depends how they script it. And we all know how we love their their scripting. They're hit or they're hit or miss. They're like fifty fifty these days. You know, when when you have um, you know the caliber of like the Miz, and you have the caliber of um, oh, I can't think of the wrestlers' names, Ziggler, right? And you have um, Seth Rollins. And you put Ziggler and Rollins as your number one match on a pay-per-view. You know, it's scheduling. It's 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 all that yeah. stuff that's that you you need something like that. It would be great for ratings. It would be great for nostalgia. It needs to be written right. It needs to be produced right, and it needs to have the right players. That's it. And yes, I would go with it. I would go with an Undertaker, Triple H, kind of one of those like you know we we built this business and look at what you're doing to it. Who do you have on the young side? <clears throat> you have to have Cena. Just because. Or do you put Cena as the guy in the middle? Because he did you, you, wrestle during you, those times. You're gonna. You're, so he's gonna be like the sting, the crow sting when he first came out as that free agent. 
Um, would you have? Yes. No, but you know what's going to happen? Cena's going to be like, it, it, it's going to be a build-up, build-up, build-up. Cena, make That's it. That's when you turn him heel. I'd love that, but you know, but then when we come down off of our off of yeah. our horse, it's seen as going to be like I can't decide. I'm being neutral. <laughs> just I think just you have so, to have the Miz, because I just think yes. like let's let's just throw a hypothetical. If you had The Rock, Triple H, Austin as the manager, Angle and the Undertaker, and Mick Foley as like a, a manager kind of thing. Okay, you have those guys just to be able to have the Miz. And the Rock talk shit on one another. True, because the Miz is the closest thing to naturally being able to speak on the mic without mm-hmm. a script. Uh, Finn Balor, Undertaker. No, Demon versus the De- Phenom. Yeah, uh, it, as as long as Finn can carry. Oh, he's gonna have to carry ninety percent of that match. So is Triple H gonna have to carry ninety percent of that match with the Undertaker? Come, yeah. come that whatever that Australian. Oh yeah, we've got another he, one for the error. Jericho. Ooh. All right, that's another. Write that down for next. Remember that for next week. Would I like to see that? Sure. But again, writing, players, longevity. There has to be like, this has to be planned out, but sure. What else? What else is there for? uh, That's it for news. That's it? Oh, okay. So guess what we're going to do again? first had the NHL family versus the wrestling family. From Sanford, Connecticut. Connecticut. From Atlanta, Georgia. From somewhere in Tennessee slash Orlando, Florida. (laughs) Don't forget Philadelphia. (laughs) And anywhere else your independent wrestlers may live and work. All right, top 10 wrestling feuds. We, we, we kind of have a split here. I didn't necessarily make a top 10. I just pretty much put out 10 pairings, per se, that we can kind of talk about. Um, so you put out a list here. We'll go Once again, we'll go 10 to 1. Uh, your number 10 starts out with ECW's Taz versus Sabu, which I totally agree with as being one of a great feud. Taz calls him out for a year, year after year, like calling him out every mat, every show, calling him out, calling him out. Doesn't happen. Barely legal. He comes out and they start a series of just legendary hardcore matches. The epitome of extreme championship wrestling. Yeah, Taz, the human suplex machine. Sabu was fucking maniac in the ring did you, did you ever see the video with him in the barbed wire and he like looked like the tendon in his arm yeah. was severed and he just took some tape tape it up. i'll tape it up tape it up he got that's a guy who got misused in wwe oh my god because they didn't know how to how to use him no, but because yeah. you could you couldn't put ecw sabu on wwe television you couldn't that's why there's no hardcore anymore and the, another thing the uh you know who would have been great and, and that hardcore era from ECW. Do you remember his name? You're going to say the Sandman. <laughs> I saw a picture of the Sandman recently. Oh, he did not age well. The Blue Meanie? The <laughs> Blue Meanie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I forget his name. Anyway, he looks like DMX. 
Actually came out uh, to his theme. Yeah, New Jack. <laughs> New Jack City. Just New Jack. He was a... Oh, people hated wrestling with him because he was a stiff motherfucker. He's like paralyzed on like half of his body because he went through like eight tables at, in some like LAX wrestling. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Number nine you have on this list, we go Women's Evolution. Yes. Lita and Trish Stratus. Lita and Trish Stratus. That was a great feud for years. You know why? Because they were the only two women that could wrestle. That could wrestle. And throw Molly Holly in there, but she wasn't pretty enough to... Yeah, but she could wrestle. But she that... could wrestle, but like the only women, the matches weren't boring. Because mm-hmm. the leader was able to do spots. It wasn't, That's... right, and so was Trish. It wasn't mm-hmm. the same hip toss, choke hold, uh, booby slap. Yeah, they, they actually put on... A good show. Good, like, it's a shame that those two wasted so many good matches against each other with what they have today. Oh yeah, what WWE has today with women. And now they're tr- now they're, I'm sure they're going to try to bring back Lita. You already have Trish Stratus, Trish, bleh, Trish Stratus, and Alexa Bliss. Which I think you'll they'll bring back like Molly Holly. I think that, I think they're going to bring back Alundra Blaze or Medusa, however you'd like to call it. Yeah, but the, the female title. That was pretty fun. I, I liked watching. I was like, oh my God. Because I actually thought at that time when she dropped it, like, wait a minute, you can put the WWE title on your TV and not get like fined for it or anything? It's like, you, you physically stole property. <laughs> and there's evidence of it. Yep. Yeah. Now, I mean, God, how far back do you have to go in women's wrestling to really do any kind of comparison? I mean, you're not going back to like Moolah and Mae Young. No, you're not. You're not doing matches. a lunge. Uh, yeah, those ma- like those were carny matches. Yeah, women's wrestling matches back then was hip toss, hair pull. You know, these were these are actual wrestlers. Yeah, like Hurricane yeah. Radas and and you know Lita and her. I'm sorry, I, I like to call it the Frankensteiner. <laughs> but those, ma- I mean, they they were good and. And they were, you could tell that they were so comfortable wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. You can tell they sat in the back in the locker room like Hulk Hogan used to say. When, it. Yeah, and just wrote everything out. What do you want to do? Does this work? Does that work? It, yeah. that's... Her and Fit Finley and whoever else was writing their matches. Uh-huh. They were good. Uh, the next one you have, um, I would, uh, considering everything else you put on here, I would have put it higher if there, if there weren't the other ones, but uh, I probably would have put it at least maybe one higher. Undertaker Mankind. And how? And what's the only thing that you would put on here for for their rivalry? The hell himself. Yeah, when he when Mick Foley gets tossed tossed off of a freaking steel made cage, Fo- it made Mick Foley a household name, like not yeah. just to wrestling people, but to like yes, a household name, and it made the blueprint for what everybody expects a hell in a cell match to be, mm-hmm. which they tried to do with uh, with Owens, the strong uh, Braun Strowman and uh, Kevin Owens. Which, or um, sh- um, Shane McMahon. See, we even forget about the Shane McMahon Undertaker one from last year or a year and a yeah, half, two years. Yeah, but he just did the elbow off the... Still, it's that same script yeah. that you but don't he, remember. When was the last time you saw somebody go through the ring? Like, through the cage, into the ring? I'm sure that... thumbtacks. Oh, my God. Dude, Mick Foley is nuts. Like, like Cypress Hill, insane in his membrane. If you want to see a human stuntman win the title... You might want to switch to Raw. You <laughs> <laughs> would stun me. <laughs> Next one on the list, number seven, 
Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys. They literally made a pay per view after the after their, their matches, tables, ladders, and, and chairs, chairs match. match. Everything that they did was it holy it, shit moment. It boggles my mind because how did Edge and Christian? How could they do that? Considering the Dudleys did it for a living. And the Hardy Boys were young enough where they wanted to impress. At least Jeff Hardy was young enough to impress with his flip off the top rope of a cage, whatever, onto like 20 tables. Hardy did it with the ladder. Like they all had their their moment. Their, I guess you would call signature mm-hmm. tables, ladders. Hardy was the ladder. Edge and Christian. Edge the was the con- spear. And the concerto. The concerto. And the Dudleys are just putting people through the tables. tables. It, I mean, it really, it was... That was one hell of a fucking gimmick. Yeah. Putting people through a table. They put Mae Young through the table, remember that? Yeah. Puff. Rest in peace. <laughs> Number six, getting into the little bit of the old school era here, Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. This is out of the whole list. You and I agreed on one one feud. One feud? <laughs> one feud. Well, my wrestling knowledge is... I know. It's, was it's limited yes, at times. Yes. That's but, fine. But for, best scripted matches... Their their promos were awesome. Oh the my genius, god! The genius of Dusty, like where else would you think a fucking enormously fat man in polka dot pants and who talks with a lisp would the son of a plumber? My ass, he was a son of a plumber, <laughs> but he played the role damn well. And the charisma of Flair, like you have like and the charisma of Dusty Rhodes too. Yeah, but like the the charisma of Dusty Rhodes is the all in that all, you yeah. know. He was that one of I'm us. I'm a normal guy yes. versus Ric Flair, jet flying, you know. Wheeling, dealing. Stealing, wheeling, dealing. You know, and their matches for early 80, late 80, I mean, the early, late 70s, early 80s matches. Mm-hmm. They were entertaining. It wasn't just your, your body slam mm-hmm. and, and, you know, oh, with a bionic elbow and whatnot. They were. They sold a story. They, and they sold the moves. Mm-hmm. Flair and oh my Flair God. flop. Yeah, and Flair, Flair with his blading when he gets cut. Dusty. Oh did you ever see God. Dusty's forehead? Well, Yo. not now, but did you ever see Dusty? Yes. Like, it looks like somebody took a cheese grater and just like. Well, whose forehead is worse? Dusty Rhodes or um, Carlito's dad? Or Triple H. Triple H's is pretty bad too. Yeah. I was watching. What was it? I went the his his uh, promo two weeks ago. Triple H. I'm looking at it. I swear to God, it looked like he had one of those like bald um, caps on. Caps on because like everything scrunched up. I was like, what, dude, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You again. That's things that you won't see in wrestling anymore. <clears throat> no. That Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. That, this is going back to like that whole territory talk. That if a territory can get them for a month, holy shit! That 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 territory made. Money. Boatloads. Boatloads of money. Um, uh, In the middle of your uh, grouping here, you have Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Now, do you have it here because of the screw job? Do you have it here because because of them being two decent decent wrestlers? At the time, they were the the best wrestlers. Can you imagine Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the Rockers, way back in the 80s, turning into Shawn Michaels of DX? Who would have projected that angle? And I, I'm sure that everybody who gets started as a tag team looks at that and goes, "Looks and goes, I'm going to be the fucking Shawn Michaels. He could be Marty Jannetty, like Edge and Christian. Edge is Shawn Michaels. Christian, Christian is, is Marty Jannetty, a better Marty Jannetty. Uh, yes, but, yeah. But 
Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. It led to the Attitude Era. It really, like, the screw job, the Montreal screw mm-hmm. job, yep. made Vince a character, the bad guy. It finally brought the fact of, oh, you hate your boss too? And it made the backstage politics <laughs> in the ring. Yeah. They used it to their advantage uh, with, with the... Un- the the WCW in the middle of the ring and yeah, and then when when Bret Hart goes to WCW, like his career is like done. Goldberg fucking killed him. Yeah. Uh, number four, which <laughs> I would I would I would have put number one for one honest read. When you hear these two names, it, there's one thing that pops in your head. Yep. Possibly two. And I put it on there. Austin versus Vince for for pure comedy. Yep. For pure brutalness, for pure bedpans and beer trucks. <laughs> the bedpan, I swear to God. <laughs> What's that, doctor? Hold Bong. on. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, do you want to check on him? I surely do. <laughs> oh, no. Boom. My he, he God. He rectal thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> but it was relatable. It was relatable in the sense that you had, much like the Flair, uh, Dusty Rhodes, it was relatable in the sense that you had, you hated the, your, you hated your, your boss. boss. He Austin didn't hate his boss. He just simply wanted to, to, to <laughs> stop boosting. Yeah, and oops, look, Vince just walked in my way. It was, it was the best from 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 a from a entertainment standpoint. And then you flip it. You go to your next one. Even better. Austin Rock. Both you you go from the comedic, ha, 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 oh, my. And let's put it this way. Vince wasn't too bad of, of, of a wrestler. When he you could pu- sell. Yes. No one sold the stunner <laughs> like Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's having fucking convulsions. He would, like, flop like a fish <laughs> out of water. There was one thing I was watching on YouTube the other day. Um, somebody super kicked Triple H, right? And you know how, like, you know, you, you get hit and you kind of do the... All right. So if you've seen the video game Mortal Kombat, when you... He's just wiggling <laughs> and he's, like, he's, he's leaning back. Like, he's going to fall down. And, like, I don't know, after, like, five minutes, you can see Triple H in the background, like, blowing so it'll blow him down or, or telling him, you know, you fall now, you fall now. Now you fall now. Like... <laughs> The Rock Austin, both guys, that was the top of their game. Oh, my God. Not just in the ring. It was... Mike. Rock was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Austin was the good guy. Rock was the young, flashy, on the mic. I don't need a script. I'll just make fun of any... I'll make fun of everything about you. Austin, being able to read that off of them. They had different matches. They could go brutal. They could go... Um, a standard match. It's not like today where it's like, all right, we're going to put these guys in a tag team and then we're mm-hmm. going to have them fight in the tag match. And then the we're going to the old curmudgeon Dave script. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree. And it, I, I think it's the rating swing that gave raw. The yeah, rock, that whole, that whole the rock I, is the guy, the rock and Austin, mm-hmm. are the two guys that gave. Because you you can't you couldn't do that with Goldberg and Hogan. You couldn't do that with Goldberg and and the Giant. You couldn't do that with with Goldberg and and Diesel. Like it's there was no good guy on WCW <clears throat> that could match the that, intensity of either that had the charisma mm-hmm. on the mic 
other than like Kevin Nash was good on the mic. But Hall was good on the mic when he wasn't drunk. Right. Maybe Scott Hall, but I don't think you would put Scott Hall as that Hulk Hogan guy in like like this kind of. But there was team. nobody that no, he could go against in WCW. The, maybe, w- maybe DDP. Maybe. And that's, that's a stretch. A stretch. That is a stretch in my opinion. All right, so number two, you have Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yep. For for anybody who lived in the eighties, all you remember is, and and if you've watched the HBO special, it's the passing of the baton between like the seventies and the eighties. Andre the Giant was your big get. The WWE or WWF got him. Turned into WWF. And then he passed the baton to Hulk Hogan to take on the 80s and 90s. Hogan slamming Andre. And Andre couldn't work a lick. And from, from that documentary. and He's you, holding you, on to the ring the whole time. You, you hear in the documentary where Hogan basically said to, that he heard Andre saying, slam me. And Hogan was like, what? <laughs> like, what? But like when, when Andre turned heel... As a kid, you were like, no, no, you're a good guy. No, why is he with Bobby Heenan? No. Like, you felt bad. It's it, And it's almost like you take, like, a John Cena and you put him with Paul Heyman today. It's yeah. just something like that. And that's... That's why they won't do it. Because they don't want all those little kids that buy the headbands and... The, to stop buying, yeah. You know, you don't which see is any an, shirts and... Which is another reason they probably wouldn't... If they if they did an Attitude Era versus Today Era with Cena in the middle, Cena would say, no, I'll set this one out. And that's probably why. Your number one feud <clears throat> is... Hulk Hogan and, Rand, and uh, Roddy, Piper. Roddy Piper. It's Ronda, the first Ronda, WrestleMania. Ronda, Ronda Rousey's dad? Yeah. No? It, it's what made WrestleMania. That was the main event, right? In the first WrestleMania with Mr. T with and Mr. Liberace T. and all those yeah. motherfuckers there. And and Piper could sell. Piper, Piper was... And Piper. He, was, he was, at that time in the 80s, the best guy on the mic. Like Hogan with his, oh, brother, take your... But like Piper was like the guy who like, he's a sarcastic asshole. Like that's how he is in real life. Hogan's not saying his prayers and taking his vitamins. Piper's the guy that's having a beer, telling you off, and banging your lady. Yeah. I I miss the guys like Piper. I I miss the guys like like Kurt Henning, like Mister Perfect. Like I miss those kind of guys that were they 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 showboated. They were athletic. They could still re- you know what I mean. Like it was both entertaining and it was wrestling. You know that to it's, it's sad that there isn't many wrestlers today that have the the Lex Luger total package. I'm joking with the. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> yes, no, I understand like, it. Like you have a guy, and I'm not saying like Enzo Mori, all the charisma on the mic, and nothing else. Not that, else, not nothing that good else. of a wrestler. No. And then you have a guy that's super good in the ring, like Finn Balor, but not that good, charismatic good. on the mic where you're going to be like, I'm getting behind this guy. Mm-hmm. Like Cena is, and and, and people, he worked on it. Yeah, because he didn't have good matches. His matches were very Hulk Hogan. Do you want match A, match B, or match C? Mm-hmm. But he worked on it. But there aren't many guys that have it both. Like The Miz definitely mm-hmm. has Def, the yes. package. Seth Rollins has the package because he can wrestle multiple styles. He's good on the mic. Like you believe that he's like, if I'm you, like a snotty little 
I'm a snotty little punk. Right. CM Punk yes. is the package. Yeah. But like Brock Lesnar needed Heyman. Heyman because he's. It was nothing. Nothing. So your honorable mentions. Yes, my honorable mentions. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't really put them in the list here, but um, kind of going on your, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes thing. Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Yep. That was a big one, especially in the WWE early when Ric Flair moved over. That was like his first big Rumble. feud. Oh. He won the Royal Rumble. And I mean, yeah, and Steamboat was at the end of his career, but he could still do it enough to. And they had great feuds throughout all the territories, yes. too. Like uh, hour-long yeah, my own my matches just they they were they were great. Uh, another one I've here is a, a lot of these for me specifically. I was more of the WCW guy. I watched the WWE, I liked it and all that kind of stuff. But when I first started watching WCW, I was like, holy crap, I liked it. Uh, Sting versus the Great Muda. If you don't know who the Great Muda was, guy came into the ring, green face paint, had salt or whatever in his mouth, spit it out, green mist. That was his. That was his gimmick. They had a great. Um, great rivalry in WCW. Another one in WCW was Sting and Vader. You'll notice a lot of these guys is, is Sting versus or Flair versus because WCW leaned a lot on these guys before what you would, if for the newer people, for if you didn't know, you know, prior to NWO. Let's just put it that way. Um, so Sting versus Big Van Vader. Vader was probably one of my favorite wrestlers before I saw even <clears throat> The Undertaker come out. Because he had a mask. Oh, that that the the football shoulder pads with the big elephant on it. That the, the steam came out of it. Oh, was, that was fucking great. And I think you can do that in like NHL, uh, not NHL, uh, WWE nineteen. Like you can be Vader, and he puts down the thing, and it you know blows the steam and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm you know stupid nostalgia like that. Um, and of course, Sting versus Flair. Um, the the last ever match of WCW from Nitro was, and it was shitty. But it, I, I sat there and I cried because it was Sting and Flair, and I got it. And there'd never be another Sting Flair. Since I put this one down, I have a question for you. If the WC, if WWE folded today, like WCW did, who would you have their last match be? Like wrestlers now or wrestlers in their prime? No, like anybody who's on the current roster from top. All the way down. I have a fatal four-way. Between? Rock, Austin, Triple H, and HBK. Really? Not Taker? Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. See? It, 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 it's a tough question because you literally you can look at WWE, WCW. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's you can't. But see, like it was tough because at the time when WCW collapsed, all those good wrestlers were already in WWE. Other than like Goldberg and mm-hmm. yeah, Sting, Benoit, from... all those guys were already, <clears throat> already here. there. You're right. It's 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 a tough thing to to think about. I mean, obviously, I think honestly today it would probably be if it folded. <laughs> that, that's on a pay per view for a whole other reason. I think you would have Triple H and The Rock. I know, and obviously there's other guys out there that would do it, but if you're going to do one last match and the lights go out and TNA bought WWE. <laughs> yeah, Billy Corgan just put out three new albums just so he could buy it. Other people, I could go back to uh, ECW and doing Mike Awesome and uh, Masato Tanaka. 
for just for the simple fact of when when ECW was absorbed, the WWE did that one night stand, that that one final ECW pay per view, and they specifically put this on there, put that match on there, just so they beat the hell out of each other. And and it was funny because like Mike Awesome did that, but he was also WCW champion at the same time. Like it was like it was a weird. Mike Awesome was a disco. Remember he was that seventies oh guy. Oh my god! Yeah, what a shitty gimmick. His career ended in WCW. They like. Somebody awesome bombed him like through like a hippie bus. Um, other ones, uh, Kenji Muto versus the Great Muda. I actually had to look that one up just because I wanted to figure out who the Great Muda fought other than um, than Sting, and and I found that one. And I actually remember the name uh, Muto, but not, I mean not that much. Uh, you brought up a good uh, thing, uh, Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn in ECW. Both like karate high flyers, mm-hmm. the Van Terminator. I think that's the first time I ever saw the Van Terminator. Van Terminator. Um, we'll go through some stable-ish tag team kind of feuds. Uh, the Fabulous Freebirds versus the Von Erichs and or the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. Um, you can also do the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Um, those, those are two good teams in the uh, you know the earlier parts of there WCW. There were tag teams back in the 70s, huh? Everybody was the Express. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Or it was just like you know, Flair and Steamboat versus you know they weren't they didn't really, or it was like because you know probably why it's like oh we don't want to be compared to the Four Horsemen. I mean yes the Four Horsemen are up here, but if we make a tag team name, we're going to be down here, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> you know, you know why it was probably Express because uh, the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express they were all Southern boys, so that's probably where where it came from. And the last one I have here on the list goes kind of with the. Um, the All American versus the 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 European risk, um, whether it be Sergeant Slaughter versus Hulk Hogan, or Sergeant Slaughter versus or Hogan versus the Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter versus the Iron Sheik, just that whole. Yep. When the Iron, especially during the Iraq. Yeah, and any time that something big in American history happened, McMahon kind of went ah. Wasn't he the Patriot for a while? Who? Hogan. Hogan. And he wore like he wore American, the white little white mask. Yeah, the red, white, and blue mask. And then there was a Patriot in WCW, and well, let me see where that one got. He's hanging out with Glacier in the. In Glacier. The, the Shockmaster. <laughs> Glacier. Glacier had a great gimmick. He, could, but when you have a blue light and snow and wrestlers, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Stay tuned for for gimmicks that didn't work. Oh, my God. Yeah, there are so many bad things about wrestling that we can talk about that we'll have fun doing it. But this uh, this kind of puts an end to um, um, episode uh, number eight for... Uh, Maybe Kevin Owens will come back as the Shockmaster now that he quit. He quit? He, he quit, WWE yeah. quit. Uh, again. What's with him and quitting? He either gets fired or he quits. Write something new for the... Or how about this? I have a great idea. Let him be Kevin Steen. No, because you know what? Then if he gets shit can, he goes to TNA. He'll have to like do something else with his name. Like he, like he can't be holds his, owns his name. And I'm sure Vince is like, "Oh, you fucking asshole!" Who's the guy? No, who's the guy that changed his name? Oh, um, the Ultimate Warrior. No, well, be something. No, besides him, um, uh, feed me more. Oh, Ryback. Ryback. He legally changed his name to Ryback yeah, and pissed Vince off. That's genius. But now he does a podcast. so... Just like us. So us and Ryback. We're on the same boat. Yeah. That's great, right? (laughs) 
Can you imagine? Oh, it's fun times. Huh? He sucked. Oh, he did. But it was funny that the first time that John Moore from the Devils scored and I did defeat me more, everybody was like, holy shit, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy One then. The seven times John Moore scored. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Uh, it's about time we end this puppy, huh? Did you have fun with this one? It's a good time. Did it live up to the hype that we had for it? Oh, there you go. So let us know, folks. You can go to hsskpod.com. Go to the contact page. Or you can tweet us. You can Facebook us. Whatever you'd like. Uh, we put up the poll on Facebook and Twitter with regards to Slava Voinov, if you should be back in the NHL. If there are feuds that we missed, if you were one of the old school guys and you want to let us know. Wrestling guys from the territory days. Let us know. So with that, until next week, I'm Rob. He is Dave. Dave, do you have anything else you'd like to tell the folks out there in podcast land? <laughs>